Yo, whilst you're here, please don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and I'll see you in the episode. Peace. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Chat Down podcast. We are back again with the big man, the man, the myth, the legend. It's the Fraser Bean. Hello, Hi. everybody. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? You good? Uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Had a good day. Yeah, it's been an all right one. So, yeah. this episode, we're going to do these types of episodes once a season, um, which is around the uh, care industry, or us being glorified bitches. Um, <laughs> this episode is going to be touching a little bit on what we touched on last time and expanding on that a little bit. Um, I must say, before we continue this episode, these are our own opinions. This is not all 100 yeah. percent factual yeah please do your own research before ever applying for any any job in the care industry and make sure that you take what we say with a pinch of salt because it might not be the same for you with and, that said uh, and, and our experience has got a completely different to other people's experiences we've got good experiences we've got not so good experiences yeah so yeah and my eyes look like I've got pink eye. Looks like someone shot on my pillar. Yep. I'm really tired and I've just been rubbing my eyes. So that's that excuse. Uh, but yeah, so I thought, same as last time. Um, you know, let's get started by explaining to the people how we got into care. Yeah. Um, I've then got a couple of pointers that I'm going to run through. Um, and this is just a way to promote the care industry but also make people aware of the care industry before they make a decision of going in there like yeah. I said, there'll be one of these episodes once a season so please keep your eye out for them yeah so fraser explain as much detail as you can how did you get into care okay um for a long time i was a chef and i enjoyed being a chef i do love cooking but i would get into a point where um i didn't feel that i've got any passion for what I was doing. I didn't feel that I wanted to go any further than I was in the catering business. So I started investigating different things. I was looking at going back to to, to college and learning to be a teacher. So that was one of the avenues that I always found interesting. Um, but I used to see people out in the street with clients. And I used to think to myself, I think I could do what they're doing. So I looked into it. I looked into all the different types of care from elderly to working with people with autism and learning difficulties. And I would have gone into the elderly, but really elderly people aren't going there to expand their horizons and and doing new things. To be quite honest with you, they? they're, they're going there the last days yeah my sister um, works in elderly yeah and i didn't want that i wanted to go somewhere and do something where i could make a difference to somebody else's life now at the time i didn't know how to go about it so i i did do a lot of research into it and i talked to people that i knew were actually doing the job there was one girl that i talked to a lot called lucy which was the person actually who gave me the telephone number for the job that I've got. 
and she told me what you needed to be like and what your personality needed to be like and how to how the job actually ran. Um, and that was basically it. Um, so my, my biggest trouble working in the care industry, as you know, was having a criminal record. Uh, because honestly, it's a big no-no. People with criminal records to get a job in the care industry is nearly impossible, really. And uh, when when I went for for the interview for for a support worker, I started by being a hundred percent honest with what I'd done with the drug, drug, drugs that I used to take and my criminal past. Uh, because I always feel that if you're going to do something, honesty is the best place to start. Because if you give your darky secrets to somebody, there's nothing that can come out of it. You can't, there's no skeletons. Yeah, fair point. Um, so then obviously I'm assuming that's when you obviously then you've just continued then, then i've just continued yeah. it was um i got a job where we're working now um and to be quite honest when i first started i was overwhelmed by most things and there were a lot of points during the first year that i nearly didn't carry on because it was it was such a shock to to my thoughts, what I was going to do and it, what it actually was. Mm. And, but the thing is, you give up and then you're always wondering what could be. And I don't want to look back on my life uh, when I've got opportunities to think I could have done something more with that and not just walked away. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> um, so my, my story is actually well, really different to yours, to be fair. Um, oh, it started for me. So I've always known that I've wanted to help people since I was young, but yeah. I never knew how. So it started off for me when I was younger. I ended up going over to Manchester to live. And when I went to Manchester, I was working for my auntie who ran a rehabilitation unit for alcohol. Yeah. Um, for alcoholics. Ugh, alcoholics, I can't speak. And I started off there, as I was just a caretaker, so I, I helped her run this building, um, herself and a girlfriend run this building with 37 rooms in it, and pretty much the majority of the time, every room was full, apart from the ones that we used for, obviously, staff rooms. My living quarters were there, so I actually lived there. Yeah. Um, I promise I wasn't a patient. Um, <laughs> and... I kind of saw what they did. So I was never fully involved within the actual care. Um, yeah. <clears throat> however, I were always interested in the people that were in there. So I spent a lot of time speaking to them. I spent a lot of time getting to know them um, and seeing the changes in their lives. So I actually just asked one day, you know, can I help a little bit? So she started helping me get involved with the actual support side of it. Um, but that kind of ended quick because I got myself sacked. Uh, ended up coming back to Leeds um, and I think I worked in a warehouse first because I just wanted a job and I yeah. worked at Talk Logistics I think it's it's all over bloody place and it was the shittest job I've ever had in my life yeah 
So I'm sat there thinking, right, I'm still young. What the fuck can I do with myself? Luckily for me, my mum worked in a community centre. Now, this community centre was, it wasn't just your average hub. It had everything in it. Um, So then I was given a job there as a support worker. And whilst there, I, fucking hell, there's nothing I didn't do. You know, we supported the homeless. We fed them. We clothed them. We sheltered them. We helped. I've helped people get um, the families over to this country that couldn't get here working with immigration services, um, working with within and with the prisons, like a through the door service, getting people from being in prison. We take them under our wing, get them housing, jo- um, hopefully job opportunities, running volunteers uh, and workshop. Just there's so much I could go on about, but maybe that's for another episode. Um, and I developed so much in that. I went from a support worker to a senior support worker to um, a volunteer coordinator, from a volunteer coordinator to an assistant manager, all really quick. And I learned so much off like certain people. So a, a big credit goes to um, a man called Bill Graham and then another man who's sadly a prick called Ken Denton. Absolutely fantastic fantastic teachers they taught me everything i know in terms of speaking to people and how to adapt myself to different situations and i'll always hold them to utmost respect for that yeah um bill was a fantastic fantastic guy he believed in me all the way through and he was the one that says why don't you go into like the proper care industry like the um, what we do now and yeah. i was always like no that's just not for me like i'm not into that stuff because i didn't believe i had it to cut it a little bit shorter, I got my MVQ. I started my MVQ level two there after fighting for it because we got Bill left and we got a new manager and obviously it was a whole ass ache to try and get um, the MVQ started. Yeah. <clears throat> started my MVQ, decided, fuck this place because it just completely changed. It went from a really, it went from a community hub to a business and I didn't want to work for someone that just fought about money. I wanted yeah. to work for somebody that made a difference to people's lives, and that just disappeared. Yeah, uh, I think there's only my mum left from the original team. Yeah. Still there, left there. I actually went to work at another care company. <laughs> I lasted a day. A day. Um, wow. Because I, I think I did some training, and then I never went back because they were expecting me to travel stupidly far um, on a bus. I applied for this job. Two days later, I got an interview, went in, blagged the interview. I didn't want the job because I want, I, I, I enjoyed care at this point. I wanted it because I needed money. Yeah. Got the job. Pretty much started straight away as soon as I could because I already had my DBS. Yeah. Did my training. First year. How, how long have I been there now? Oh, it's about two and a half. Yes. Yeah, like so for the first like yeah. year, I hated it. Didn't like the yeah. job at all. I put a front yeah. on and pretended I liked it. Yeah. Then I started working where we were now, like yeah. properly. I got based down there, and I've just progressed and progressed and progressed since I've been there. Yeah. And now I'm at the stage where I'm looking for the next thing. Yeah. Not saying that's going to be tomorrow. Not saying that's going to be next month. Not saying that's going to be this year. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm now at the stage where I'm looking you are for planning. The, yeah, I'm looking the for the next step. Yeah. 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 And that's, well, that's my care story. A lot more long-winded than we thought it were going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But while while you were talking about it, I actually worked for the for a homeless shelter as well, and I was actually a cook. But part of my job was also after I cooked meals, I used to go out and sit and just chat to people, uh, talk about the troubles, talk about things, and I used to do volunteering for the same firm on a night where we used to get people in and yeah. used to spend time with them. And I think that was one of the stepping stones, really, for me wanting to move further and go more into care mm. because I found out that when I was talking to people, that I didn't judge them and, and I made friends, basically, and found some amazing people through that that are hard times. And then I knew that was that that was the that was what lit the fuse really. Yeah. Being with them. Because people see all the people on the streets. And let's be honest, a lot of people just look down on them. And that's not me. And that was a spark that started everything off. Yeah. But that only came while you were talking about your experiences moving into the care industry. So obviously, like a lot of the stuff that pointers I've got to talk about are going to be very opinion based, and I've done them yeah. like this on purpose. Um, mainly, we do have to be confidential because, of course, we still we still work in the industry, yeah. Um, yeah. and if we're not, we won't be working in it any longer. Yeah. Um, what do you think about mental health in in like so? When I say that, like, what do you think of mental health for people like me and you? in the care industry do you think it's just what do you think of it actually i'm just going to leave it an open question i, I think it's really a difficult question um sometimes i feel that because of the stresses and the strains not just outside work but we also have a lot of pressurized situations that we have to deal with on a daily basis yeah and i don't think we get the backup that we really need i think that our mental health is we're not given the support that we require uh, and that's why you find out that a lot of support workers get burnt out uh, have medication for depression because I know so many members of staff that are taking uh, medication because they've got such high depression that you've got no release for it because you're there to take everybody, everybody else's mental health into concern. But we seem to be invisible on that scale. We don't even seem to... People don't realise the pressure on our mental lives that we have. And I don't yeah. know about you, Scott, when I go home, sometimes I have to just shut myself away, away from my wife, so I can actually deal with the situations that I've dealt with through the day because people don't understand it. Yeah, I'm a little bit different in that sense. So I've always been very, very good at separating myself from work when I'm not at work. Yeah. Um, that's just through... I don't even know why that is, to be honest. I, I, I'm a very... I like to be alone, if that makes sense, anyway. So yeah. I've always been the sort of person that enjoys my own company, um, enjoys... I think about that many things that when I leave work, it gives me the opportunity to think about other things that work is the last thing I think of. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people, 
some people that's all they think about all they think about is work all they do is work yeah where because i'm the sort of person that work is secondary to my life yeah and it always will be like as soon as i leave that building i yeah not, I, i'm not interested in what goes on there my yeah. life becomes the priority at that moment and it's always been great however on the mental health side of it up until i start out <laughs> up until i <laughs> There's another clip for you, Connor. Up that until have a joint on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Up until I um, started in the care industry, I never really suffered from any real mental health. Yeah. You know, I probably did, but I never noticed it, and it was never noticeable to other people. Yeah. But since as since I've been in care, I've serious anxiety, like to high heaven. Yeah depressed so much sometimes yeah but i only blame myself yeah and the reason i blame myself is because look realistically we could get all the support that they can offer us blah 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 yeah but because the care industry's turnover is so ridiculously high yeah. And there's too many people leaving. It's I can kind of understand how it's hard for an organization to invest so much time into somebody. Yeah. Bearing in mind they're all they're already well, they're supposed to be a spit investing in your <laughs> we're having a right foul of this one. Yeah, they're supposed yeah, to be yeah. investing in your future, like career wise. Um and if and if then they obviously then they've got to deal with anything you've got mental health wise and then you leave yeah it, it's, it's a lot of weight, a lot of weight yeah um yeah. however i understand what you mean for someone like myself and you because we're in a yeah. very unique situation in the care industry yeah. i have never and i'm not this is not me bra no i'm bragging yeah i uh, i have never i never heard or seen a single place in the care industry that is run so efficiently as we are. Yeah, yeah. I've and it, it's it's very hard. This is why I wanted it all to be opinion based because it's very hard for us to comment on the rest of the care industry when we're in a very lucky position. Yeah. Um. However, it is known that mental health is ignored, like you said. It is yeah. not something that is massively taken care of, especially staff-wise. Yeah. Um, for ourselves, I believe that is because we spend so much time worrying about the people that we care for, which we should. Yeah, that that's we, right, yeah. That we forget about ourselves. We completely yeah. forget about us as number one. Yeah. I, I, I did so well at doing that until the last couple of months. Yeah. Um. I think it's hard because we're not allowed to have bad days, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. We have to be one hundred percent as soon as we walk through that door. Yeah, that's right. Because of obvious, of course, it'll it'll affect the way it'll we work. affect the way we work. However, it's impossible to do that. Yeah, it is impossible to do that. I had my first ever since I've started in the care industry. I had my first ever couple of days of where I was super, super just down. Yeah. Did it affect a couple of things? Probably. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. But I felt it. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Now, what I should have done, and what and what anybody in this situation should do, I don't, I don't know if any, if anybody that works in the care industry already, I don't know if you're gonna, if this is gonna be accepted by your, um, where you work or whatever. But you simply say, my head's all over the place. I do not think it is safe for me to work for the next couple of days. That's yeah. what I should have done. That is what I should have said. I should have said because when I started feeling it, I should have turned around to our manager and said. Um, this is going on, obviously. You know, they know what's going on at home and work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I need a couple of days to get my head around things, sort myself out. Yeah. We, we'd we have been given that opportunity because that's the way that it, it is where we are. Yeah, it is, yeah. But I can imagine a lot of other people wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, think if, if, if you ever go to our manager and you say that, um, she does whatever she has. In her capabilities to help us out. Yeah. And, and I really honest appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Uh, as a strategy, uh, I've got something that I actually have now that I can use when my mental health is bad. And I do, I do write. And I put it down on paper. And that is such a, a release to it because... Uh, I can put things down on there. Some of the things never any, anybody will ever see because some of it's pretty dark. You keep talking, Fraser, two seconds. Um, okay. Uh, so it's really dark, but I find that as soon as it goes onto paper, it releases something within you and that it releases that mental strain. And, and the other thing that I can do is after I've had a really bad day, I'll get on my bike and I'll go for an hour. I'll go anywhere. I'll just ride the roads. And uh, riding the roads, you just, the roads coming towards you. You've got things going by you and you just release things. And to be able to release the mental anxieties is the way forward. What I've been talking about is poetry. That's uh, right. And doing things like that. Yeah, um, I was trying to find my boob stress ball. I was going to say, this is what I use, but I don't know where it is. So uh, I don't know where mine is. <laughs> I can't yeah. use it. Um, I just thought that would have been a little bit funny to end. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wish you'd have said about them because I could have brought it up. <laughs> but yeah, um, so obviously, if, if, if you're looking to get into care, do your research. Make sure you look at different things because mental health is a serious, serious thing. It, it, you know, that's why the, the podcast is going to be doing a few things for mental health because we think it's really important that it's noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is massive in the care industry. You know, like Fraser said, I, I was going to say exactly the same thing, but you said it. The amount of people that I've spoken to that are on some form of medication, whether that be for stress, anxiety, depression, like it's. I've never, I've never heard that many people be on something for them things like in a work environment is so yeah. mental it's what's really really bad i think is that we haven't got the biggest member uh team and for the amount of people that we've got that are on medication it's quite shocking yeah it is yeah so some other thing i wanted to think what is what do you think around the importance of separating yourself from work so obviously like we were on about it um, 
I'm very good at doing it. You're yeah. not so good at doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at doing it. Why? What? What? I mean, do you think that 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 is part of why it took me so long to have any any of the like effects of stress, anxiety, depression? Because I've always been so good at doing that. Or do you think it's just? Do you think it's not that important to separate yourself from work? I'll tell you what, Scott. I I do sometimes wish that I have the capabilities of doing what you do, having a separate thing for work, but. What's really difficult for me, and you'll agree with what I'm going to say, I'll be having a day off and I get a call from work saying, can you get down here now? We've got a situation. And I'm a person that finds it very hard to say no. And it happens quite a lot. And that just stopped me from separating my work and my home life. Because I get 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 called in so often, um, I do have to make that boundary now, where that I'm going to have my home life and say, look, uh, I've been doing a lot of work. I would really like to help, but I'm going to have to have this time for myself, rather than being called into work on days off. Uh, because. If I carry on like this, I will be running myself into the ground. And I know that. Do you want me to give you the best piece of advice what I was given by somebody who we currently work with? Yeah, absolutely. Ignore your phone. Yeah. That simple. Since I was told to ignore your phone. Yeah. I don't get any phone calls anymore. Yeah. None. Apart from maybe you, but it's normally just because you're asking me about something trivial. Some time, yeah, 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 but ever since I've started, you, you know, you all make jokes. I never answer my phone, yeah, that's why I, I understand why you don't answer your phone, and that's why I use like you but uh, to just make me feel good, really. Um, I am going to start ignoring my phone, you need to because for me, for me, separating obviously, there is a lot of people out there, you know, some people that we know um, some people that we know that said we can name them in this but I'm not going to name them Yeah, no names. Um, that they physically cannot separate themselves from work they solely rely on work for their day to day life yeah, that's right which is okay for them but to yeah. me I find that quite a sad existence yeah I couldn't do that myself, and I'd love for for the people that feel like that to not have to do that for themselves because the yeah. because the benefits of separating yourself from work really outweigh the benefits of not being able to separate yourself from work. Yeah, absolutely. Families are the most important thing ever. Yeah, yeah. you know, some some people don't have that option. I get yeah. that. Some people don't have that option. But if you don't separate yourself from work, your your family life is going to become your work life as well. Yeah, yeah, it and is. Yeah. Realistically, your kids don't want to be hearing about you going home or this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. They want to you to come in. Hey, princess, how are you doing? Yeah, you know yeah. they 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 want us to ask about how their day's been. Yeah, and yeah. Be the be the you you don't want their memories. When they're grown up, they're all me whinging work. Yeah, yeah. They want memories of you being the dad and doing things that dads yeah. do. Yeah. 
Can, well, I, tell me... something, can I tell you something weird, Scott? Go on. Um, today, I spent the day with you, and we talked about absolutely all sorts. And my friendship with you outside work is a completely different animal to the uh, friendship I have with you at work. Um, we, we, we're just different people out there. And today, it's been a really good day for me. It's given me time outside of my normal existence to spend time with two wonderful kids. And I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. It's been, uh, and me. it's been a top day. And you. What about, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> you are one of my kids. <laughs> but no, like, and I need, I want you to think about that. What, one of the main reasons why we had a good day and we could have good conversation was because we separated ourselves from work and we didn't speak about work. Yeah. Yeah. Soon as that, you can do that, your friendships can flourish. Yeah. Your relationships can flourish. Yeah. You can, whatever you want to do hobby wise can flourish. There's yeah. so many things that you can choose to do with yourself. <clears throat> if you can separate yourself from work. However, which will bring me on to my next point. It is no secret that in the care industry, we get shafted, right? Oh, we yeah. get paid fucking peanuts. Yeah. If you're looking to, for a job because you're going to get good money, click off this video. Go go look at another video. Go find out how to answer phones for Vodafone or whatever because you're not going to get that. Yeah. Go and stock shelves at Asda. Yeah. That, that's... get paid more for doing that. You do not get paid your worth in care at all. Far from it. Not entirely companies' faults. Sometimes it is. But then in other cases, the government don't care about us. They cared about us whilst COVID were happening and we was heroes and clap for the carers, all that bullshit. I, I can guarantee you now, if anybody goes back to one of the original videos, I said that clap for carers is an insult because as soon as COVID's over, it'll stop. What's happened? Can you carry on talking? There's a knock at the door. I have to go. Yeah, of course Sorry. I can. Sorry. So obviously, like, it brings me on to the next point of home life and the money. So as much as you want to spend time at home and you know, spending time with your loved ones and doing like really cool things, going to zoos, going to parks, whatever you want to do. The reality of actually being able to do it is so slim because we get paid peanuts. I think it works out that to get a decent wage, you've got to work at least, ooh, let's think about what my wage was last month. I worked over 200 hours last month and only and come out with just less than two grand, right? Now, that sounds amazing to a lot of people, working, you know, 200 and odd hours and getting near two grand. Great, fantastic. However, when you consider that you've also got bills to pay, you've got travel expenses to pay, you've got your kids to pay for, you've got food to buy, you've got, if you need clothing, you've got, clothing, you've got nothing left to play with at the end of it. So, no. enable to, so what I'm talking about, Fraser, is just how hard it is to have a home life because the money aspect of care is so poor yeah. that you have to take all, pretty much all of your time you have at home away in order to make enough 
to enjoy one two days a month that's right correct and it's really difficult so i was just explaining obviously that last month i worked over 200 hours and i only just come out with just under two grand yeah and it's so difficult like to weigh it up once you've paid everything yeah um yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? Do you do you think the uh, the money? I, 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 I was at church one Sunday, and uh, the pastor of the church went on about what people are worth and how much people get paid, and he brought up uh, uh, a football player that's getting six hundred thousand pounds a week. He said, and he actually mentioned me. He said, then we've got Fraser who's a support worker that's on minimum wage, that's going out and helping other people that are less fortunate uh, health-wise and mental health-wise to have a decent standard of living. He said, the society that we live in is all messed up, that when you've got people like footballers getting paid that amount of money for kicking a ball, and you know I love my football, and then you've got people in the care industry teaching and a various lot of jobs where people work a lot of hours. Uh, the only way they can survive is to do 70, 80 hours a week. That, that's what I do every week, as you well know, uh, Scott. And it makes me sometimes really angry to think that there are people earning a lot of money for doing something that's not as important, you know, for playing football. Yeah. I don't I don't expect to be paid that amount of money. You know, that's just being stupid. But uh we're not actually on a living wage. Uh we're on basic minimum wage, which isn't a living wage. It would be absolutely fantastic if you turned around and said, you know, we appreciate what you do. We, we think you're very good at your job. What we want to do is pay you a living wage that you can then not have to work 70 hours a week unless you wanted to, that you can earn a wage working 45, 50 hours and still come out with enough money to pay all your bills, to yeah. go and have uh, some proper special family time that you could take your partner out and have a meal, go to the cinema, go bowling, and not think to yourself, if I do this, will I be able to afford to pay all my bills at the end of the month? And it is a very stressful thing when you're trying to weigh up uh, what a necessity is and what a luxury is. We shouldn't have to think going to the cinema a couple of times a month is a luxury. No, we should, be able to, we should be able to have that and think that is something that we actually deserve to do. I should be able to deserve to take my wife out for, for the carvery when I want to, or when she wants to, or go for the pizza, or do anything. Uh, but you're always thinking, this is going to cost X amount. Is it going to make that I don't have any money for the end of the month? Because that is so stressful. Yeah, well, obviously, you've seen how stressed I've been at the moment over a similar situation. Obviously, I'm not going to go into it. But yeah, yeah. 
I have something coming up that's going to cost quite a bit of money and I'm shitting myself because I don't work in a job that can help that's that's substantial enough for this what I need if that makes yeah. sense oh, you know? like, yeah. and I'm shitting myself that I'm not going to be able to do it in time yeah. <laughs> and, do, you, um, do you know what Scott personally what, I'm not going to mention what's happening but I would love to have so much money in the bank that I go, Scott, it really doesn't matter. I've got money here. Because if I had the money that was spare, I would definitely do that, Scott. Yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate that. But who who has that? Who, no, who has that kind of money? Who has that kind me? of money? Yeah, yeah. I should have never stopped but, selling drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am a cook, so <laughs> let's get some <laughs> meth on the go. Ooh, ooh. We'll start. We'll start out that depression. <laughs> you know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. So, what do you think about? So, I've I've always been a big believer that the CQC, the regulating bodies. We hear a lot about him. Yeah. Hell of a lot about him. I'd be really interested to know what actual rules they give to companies. Yeah. yeah. You see, now I believe that CQC is used quite a lot as a... Big stick. As a tactic to get staff on board with certain changes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes... When I hear of uh, CQC saying this and CQ saying that, and um, I think, are they really saying that? Well, I mean, is it is it just is it just somebody thinking we can get people motivated, like you said, to to do the job, to do the little things, you know, to make it perfect? See now, what what I'd really love to sit down with someone that actually works for the CQC. So if there's anyone watching this that obviously it, it works for the CQC, please come and have a chat with me. You know, I'd I'd love to know this type of information. It'd be um, great to have somebody in and have actually a podcast with them. But I actually think it's really clever. Yeah, I don't know why, but it seems it's very devious, and it's like, <laughs> but. I actually think it's relatively smart because people fear change. Like people naturally just do not want changes to happen. Yeah. And when they do, it becomes one of them situations where it's like, well, I don't want to do it this way. I want to do it the old way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So for them to say, well, CQC have put it in place. Yeah. It takes the blame away from the company, <laughs> puts it on someone else, someone else who, we're not really going to get to ask about it. Yeah. I just think it's quite genius. I really, <laughs> really do. I do it think is. it's quite genius. But then so, obviously there's people like myself and yourself. We, we know a lot of different people in lots of different care industries. Yeah. yeah. We know people that are still working off of paperwork that we worked off a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's just I don't know. I'd love to, I'd love to speak to someone from CQC just just to know what actually goes on behind like up up at that level. Yeah, yeah. I'd never want eventually, to work. For them, but... Eventually, Scott, the way that our careers are opening, uh, we will be involved more in that side of things. I feel I would never want to be a part of 
that big picture at the top. Now, the reason yeah. I say that is because I am a very... I, I strongly believe that there is a fine line in the care industry. There is a line here. Yeah. And at this side, you have care. At this side, you have making money. Yeah. There's a, it, it's, it's, it's very... There's such a... I don't know how to put this without so sound like a prick, but sound like a there's, prick, a, there's a there's a lot of times where it looks like it's a money making scheme. Yeah. And yeah. the the actual individual themselves isn't the priority. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense. But on the other hand, right, so say at the top you've got all the decisions being made mm. uh about profits and about uh the lifestyle, but that and way down here, you've got the opposite end because we're not give life, and we're support workers. I'll be honest, we we go a whole. whole out of his own time to make their lives decent and we've all done it scott we've all gone the extra mile to to produce something uh which has been really special mm. and we've succeeded yeah it's just always been a really interesting thing it's always been something that i'm really interested in is understanding the financial the dynamics you know, I, I want to understand the financial structure of a care industry of a care, yeah. like as a of a company, sorry. Yeah, I've always been yeah. really intrigued of how the the financial structure works. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be quite not even not even to pick holes in it. I just think it's. I understand we've got to make money. Of course we do, or we don't have yeah jobs. Like, but it'd be really cool to like get your hands on the actual information and you know have a proper delve into it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I fascinates me stuff like that. I, then, I think that's really interesting. But if I put my head to thinking about stuff like that, I think in my head it just explode. I don't think <laughs> I, I I try not to think of things like that. What what I tend to think of is what I can do as a person to actually change things where I am, at the situation where I am, the position yeah. that I'm at. Uh, I try not to. I used to do this thing that if I were coming across your house and we were going to, there was something that I think we we're going to argue about. What I do while I'm coming across your house, I'd go through all these scenarios in my head. You're going to say so and so. I'm going to say so and so. And you never know what anybody else is going to say. But I used to do this all the time. Yeah. And I do exactly the same thing when I'm. At work, I'll go through all these scenarios. This is going to happen, then that's going to happen. And do you know what, Scott? I've never been right once with it because I overcomplicate it in my head. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, I just go absolutely crazy with the thoughts. Yeah, I remember asking you to come meet me for a meal, and you thought I was quitting my job. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on, been on holiday, mate. I haven't thought about work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it was just wait, wait, that's how I I work, and that meal that we had, we had such a fantastic day. But the thing that comes to my mind was uh, you commenting on eating my pudding. 
Oh, mate, you eat it like a child. <laughs> I'm going to video it next time and put it on the chat down extra watch. Sweet. <laughs> wait, wait. So we've got a couple more things to go through, obviously. One of them is like, do you think that this is more of just a all-rounded thing? Yeah. Do you think that care companies, all care companies, all care companies, yeah, get to a point where they don't want a service user to 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 develop further than they're at? Oh God, that is bloody deep, man. Uh, I think I about hope not. all the time. I hope not, Scott, because uh, sure that that's heading towards neglect in a way. I I hope that that every service user that is out there, not just my service users that I work with. Yeah, this is wide, wide range everywhere. I'd like to think that every every service user has an opportunity to keep improving their lives and their life skills to, to anywhere they want to go. I'd like to think that there isn't a limit because that would be a really sad situation. Um, I personally want people to grow and grow and grow uh, to be a better person, whatever the the ailment or mental health issues are, there's always a way that they can get more out of their life. And if I thought that there was a cap on it, I would be really upset by that. Do you ever think that places accidentally do it? Yeah, maybe, maybe. See, my thinking behind yeah. this is it's it's more of a way further down the line situation. But <clears throat> I f- this this is why I want to kind of look at something different because I want to help people move into their own in their own lives. There's a lot of yeah. people we look after that can't do that, of course. Yeah, of course. I believe sometimes that the the independent there's rules put in place that stops us being able to push a person to grow further yeah not deliberately yeah but i believe that that ultimately keeps them in the system yeah which then generates more money for different companies yeah i can, I can actually say that and i think you're absolutely correct because um, if, if we could make everybody fully independent, we wouldn't have a job. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, I'm but, weird. Uh, I look at things like that. In, in in fairness, I do understand what you're saying, and I do, I can actually say that you're right on it. But where we are with our... Oh, yeah, I've never, work, I've never come across never, it. Yeah, I've never come yeah. across it. Like, yeah. so not everything I mention is something that I've experienced. Like I've never come across it like anywhere I've worked. Yeah, I, I, I still do think about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I do think of fucking hell where we work. We try everything. <laughs> yeah, we do. You <laughs> There's know no... what? Uh, sometimes the successes that we've had have been absolutely amazing. But on the other hand, we've had some glorious failures at trying things. And there's nothing wrong with actually failing in a situation because at least you've given that avenue a try. But we've tried avenues where it's been absolutely amazing. The outcomes 
have been better than we expected. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So the the question one, like obviously, like yeah. When, when I'm when I'm sat and I'm thinking about stuff, I don't think about my experiences. I think about like everything. Yeah. Like, much yeah. Other perspective. I've got. I know a lot of people that are in the care industry that are not just in what we do. Yeah. And I have heard stories in the past of stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Not in our type of work. Yeah. So not like in the learning disabilities, autism, not in that realm, but more yeah. in like the realm of, I want to say more like drug use and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like That does make sense, yeah. Like I, I know a few people that like they've, they've gone so far with like a social worker like to um, get off drugs and stuff. Yeah. But then the work's kind of like dropped off a little bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've just gone straight back into the system. Prisons yeah. are perfect for it. Yeah, they are. Prisons That's are right. perfect for it. There's only so much help that they offer you. Yeah. And it's only for a certain time as but well. It's not, yeah, and then obviously... And like, they, get, they, they get released and then it's a vicious cycle. It, it hmm. just starts again and then they finish back up in prison with the same issues. The issue itself isn't dealt with. It's sort of band-aided. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So it's not actually dealt with at the root. It's dealt with superficially. And that's the problem with it. Yeah. Let's see if I've got any more things. Uh, um, could, uh, there's something that I need to say, Scott. Uh, throughout this, um, we have been quite negative on the care industry as a total. Well, that's so, what we're going to end up yeah, on. End up yeah. on. All right. We go, we're gonna, we're, yeah, yeah. We're going to end on the the first bits more of our opinions, and the okay. last is going to be. Um, so, do you think you'll stay in care forever? I think. I think to be quite honest with you, I think where I am now, uh, I am appreciated for what I do, and I love the work that I do. And at my age, I think this could be maybe uh, where I spend the rest of my working career. Which, yeah. If I do, Scott, if I finish my career here and I retire from here, I can know that I've done a good job and I can hold my head up high and I can have some pride in the things that I've achieved since I've started. I can have pride in the things that I've achieved already. And yeah, and it makes me happy to see how I've developed as a man through doing this because the man that started is a different man today. Yeah, uh, but it's not just through work that, as you well know, Scott. Uh, it's the other things that have been brought into my life that I've developed, and uh, the friendships that I've developed, and the like. For example. If you'd have said to me two years ago that I'm going to be a co-host on a podcast, I would have laughed at your face. I would have never expected that I did this and got so much enjoyment and pleasure out of doing it. Yeah, well, going back to you obviously saying that you'd be happy, and you should be, because, yeah. you know, I can't speak for the entire care industry, but 
what we do where we are is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like we do a fantastic job. It's taken yeah. us a while to get to where we are, but we do. We make we we create fantastic outcomes for the people that we care for. And we yeah. do have a fantastic team. You know, yeah. and it's very rare to find that. Um we are in a rare position and yeah. that's why it's kinda it's kinda hard for us to use our positivities of what we go through. As an example, because we know as much as anybody else that what we currently have is such a rarity within the yeah. care sector. Absolutely. It's really hard. You know, we've got a fantastic manager. We've got a really good team. And we've got a great bunch of people that we look after. And they're all making fantastic progress. Yeah. That's not the case for everywhere else. No, it isn't. We, we, we have... Uh... Like you said, an exceptional, outstanding place where we work. And do you know what, Scott? Me and you, we argue. We, we don't fall out, fall out. And we do oh. what we have to do. And then at the end of the day, we're mates again. And whatever's gone, has gone. And it's over. And you, I've worked at places where you'll argue with somebody and they won't talk to you for six weeks. Whereas ten minutes after we're we're back at it and banter and having a laugh and being serious when it needs to be serious. Yeah. So for me, I don't. I hope I don't stay in care forever. But I mean that in the sense of I hope I don't. I have to work forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I'd I'd rather be doing stuff like this and making money because that's what I want to do in my life. Yeah. However. I would like that as well. But even if we're making money doing what we're doing, as for peace of mind, I still think I would work in the care industry as well. Oh, if I were making money off this, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. No, I'd yeah. be gone. Just because I'd be able to put full time, I'd rather put full time into something I love. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Something I like. Yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, do I think my whole career will be in the care industry? Yeah, um, I'm not going to say I'd, I'm going to stay where we are forever because yeah. I'm 26 yeah. year old. Um, yeah, different I, ball game with me. Yeah, I will move on to something different eventually. When that is, I don't have a fucking clue. So if oh, anyone, no. if anyone's listening, trying to find out, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm always open for opportunities, and I'm always looking for the next thing for me to go to because. I can't. I can't ever look at a place as my final step. That yeah. Well, oh. that if you did, Scott, it'd be really stupid because you're young and you've got a lot of life ahead of you. Yeah. And you've well, got I to, hope. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. I, I hope that that you do what's right for yourself and that you make yourself content because yeah. that's what it's about. No, and it is. It is um, obviously like. Like you said, like some of the stuff we've spoke about does sound really negative, and it does. But unfortunately, that is the harsh reality of this industry. I'm yeah. a very big believer that they should make the care industry a lot harder to get into. Yeah, I think too many people get through the doors that should not be getting through them doors. I can think of people that I've worked with. That I think I can think of people that I've worked with over the yeah. past four and a half years. You do know so many people. So many people now when you go to work are going to think you were on about them. Well, 
they, they, they should think again because the, most of the people <laughs> I work with now are amazing. In fact, all they are. But, yeah, it's... I forgot my fucking point now. Sorry. I forgot where I was. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not all negative. There is a hell of a lot of positives to the care industry. And, you know, we're just giving you the reality of it. Um, yeah. For me personally, I've adapted. I've learned how to be adaptable through working in care. My confidence has grown. No, my confidence didn't grow through care. Um, <laughs> Mine did. I've learned to, to, you know, to sympathize for people, empathize, all the rest of that jargon. Um, you know, I, I haven't learned to speak English, as you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got my first GCSEs because of the care industry. I've met some amazing fucking people because of the care industry both carers and service users alike. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, correct. the experiences I've had from the care industry are experiences that you cannot get in any other job. You cannot get them. Um, I will always say, and I will always, always say this, that 90% of our job is super, super easy. Yeah. 10% of it is absolutely solid. That 10% is what causes everything we've spoke about today. Yeah, yeah. But you, when you weigh it up, if, if you take the money out of the equation, if the money's involved in the equation, it's not worth it at all. Yeah, no. If you no. take the money out of the equation and look at care as a career rather than a job, which is what I do myself, and I'm sure Fraser does this. Yeah. That 10% is worth the 90%. Oh, all day long. All day because... Long the experiences you're going to get from it, the knowledge you're going to get from it, especially if you speak to the right people, um, you're not going to get anywhere else. Well, you might on the internet these days, but uh, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get the experiences on the internet. No. Um, and you, you can't get, I don't believe I've ever had friendships that are as strong as two people that have just had the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, yeah. And they will sit there and still find ways to make each other laugh. Absolutely. That's what the care industry gives you. It gave I've, me I've, it gave I've me this with, fucking yeah. cling on. I made that cling on. Do I, not I, join care. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I when I started care, I never expected to make my best friend and I I'll always remember this this guy, this guy walking in. And we were like, bang, we were friends. And that friendship has grown and grown and grown to what it is today. And that, that you are probably the best thing that's come out of working where we work. Oh, that's actually proper fucking sweet. Uh, I am nice. Uh, you are sometimes. Um, and, 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 and another thing, Scott, <laughs> that while we've been talking, uh, we get to do some absolutely cool things. And we absolutely. get paid to do them like yeah. on Thursday. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. To going to a zoo for work. For work. I got paid to go to cinemas. Like what? Get paid to play I got pool. Paid to go on holiday. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> like what is that about? So of course there is a lot of positives in the care sector. Um, they are fantastic places to work. You know, you, you will get all these nice experiences. And But I must strongly advise anybody 
that is looking to get into the care sector, do your research. Always. Always do your research. Find out what this company is about. Find out what you're actually going to be dealing with when you get through them doors. Because the worst thing you can ever do is go in there unprepared. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that a lot of these negative opinions that we've had today are due to the fact that we was not prepared when we stepped into the job. And I also yeah. believe that that is why a lot of other people end up with these negative opinions and end up... Yeah bad place because they was not prepared for what they were getting into now yeah. we know exactly what we're getting into every day we walk into work we get on with his job we get on with it happy as laddie we go home on to the next one and that's yeah. how it goes but yeah do your research if you've got any more questions to ask us please inbox myself or fraser i am always always, always. to give you the answers and if it's answers you really want by inboxing, that is great. But I can only give you my opinion on the questions you ask, as well as Scott can only give his opinion. Yeah. I will say this will probably be the last serious episode of this year. We have some absolutely bangers coming on. Um, we've got some really good stuff planned for you guys. So we hope you tune in for the next one. Make sure that you hit the like button, you subscribe, you get on all the social medias below. We have been the chat down and peace. I'ma let you go Doesn't mean I lost my style. Where, where?